You are now tuned in to the Windy City Benders Podcast. This is WCBP. All right. It's another edition of the WCB Podcast. Tanner's back. What's up, bud? How you doing? Doing good, man. Just hanging out in Denver right now. <laughs> hanging out in Denver. Yeah, miss, miss you on the show. Uh, it's been pulling teeth going solo the past couple episodes. So so glad you're back. Um, I know you kind of came back at a wrong time. There's not really much to talk about. It's a kind of a yeah. slow slow news time for the Blackhawks. So we'll we'll try to power through this episode. Um, but no, yeah. All right. Love you, boys. See you. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> but no, and seriously, um, yeah, again, congratulations on your son. We're Thank you. so excited for yeah. you and all that kind of stuff. So I, I apologize to, to him that he comes into a rebuild situation, um, but hopefully yeah, he, never will, he won't even know it happened by the well, time he's I there. It sucks that I think that he's not going to – know who like patrick kane and like alex debrinkett are as a tandem that's insane or jonathan taves as as captain serious like it's crazy yeah. to think about that like new generation is not gonna know it's kind of like us with yeah. like we knew of makita hall and all mm-hmm. that but we didn't experience them that's gonna you be didn't, you didn't really get to see it live and yeah and know how special it was and so now it's just like those are just memories that we have that we can no longer live through <laughs> it's, like, fuck. Yeah, it's depressing <laughs> Yeah, man. Man, it makes me feel so old too. Holy crap! <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So let's just get right into it. Um, yeah. The writing was on the wall. We all <laughs> knew it was coming. I mean, I- it was. <laughs> so I looked up because I wasn't. I was pretty sure, but like the five stages of grief. It's like, yeah, that's exactly what I was going through like the whole time. <laughs> Denial. Denial like crazy. Just like there's no way. Like, why would you do that? That doesn't make any sense. Absolute no, not like that's stupid. And then anger. <laughs> just this is fucking dumb. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, <laughs> yeah, dude. And then, the okay, so then it goes bargaining, depression, acceptance. I don't I didn't really get depressed about it, so I kind of skipped that one, but I'm like in a very accepting mode right now. I think depression will kick uh when the season starts and it's just crappy hockey we're watching. Oh, that man. When depression kicks in. See, so, see the thing that I'm I'm excited about is that it's they're not trying to play good hockey anymore. So like they're gonna play like beat the shit out of you hockey. <laughs> so like they're gonna be a, a team that you don't want to go against, even though you'll probably win. It's gonna be like one of those kinds of guys, those teams, and I'm just excited for it. You think that, like on the physicality part of it, like they're gonna be physical yeah. and all that? Yeah. It's kind of hard to say to... that though, because we don't know who's going to play for him. Yeah, but I, I mean, <laughs> I, I'm pretty. Like, was it? I, it's either in my head or I did hear uh, previously. It was uh, Luke Richardson was on NHL radio, and he was mentioning that he was like, he knows what he's getting himself into. He knows what like what to what to look for in the future. And he's like, we're not going to go down easy though. Like we're going to be one of those teams that you're going to fucking hate to play. And I was like, good. I mean, that's all you can really ask for. But don't win. Yeah. Hate yeah. being being every game, but lose. That's all we yeah, ask. Guaranteed yeah. a top two pick. That's all you need at this point. If, that's all I mean. And we're gonna get into everything that's going going on. But let me ask this. I guess we should probably just talk about the moves really quick. I mean, unless you're living under a rock, you you know the moves. Um, the moves. So I guess. Uh, never mind. I'll ask the question first. If the Hawks don't finish with the top two pick next year, are you angry 
at all the stuff that has happened, especially with the Brinket, or mm-hmm. do you? Is it just the 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 the, the risk you take? I, yeah, I think it's just the risk you take, <clears throat> and I think that like now that it's all said and done, like it's pretty much a great move. Like I sure the package a lot of people want to say the package wasn't great. Yeah, that... But there was no negotiated extension on that on that at all. Um he had one year left with a qualifying offer going into the next season at nine million on a young team. So it's like, okay, you're gonna if you're gonna qualify him, you're gonna be dedicating nine million for sure, like on those next contracts. And you have guys like Brady Kachuk, Tim Stutzel, uh, even Eric Branson on the back end. Like they maybe they, they just got rid of Matt Murray to free up some cap, but like <clears throat> you're you're not having any taste of success yet. Oh, Josh Norris too. Drake Batherton. Oh yeah, they got a they got a good young team. They haven't really got a taste of success yet, but they are dedicating a good amount of money to some just one guy that they don't know is going to fit in their system or not yet. So, so that, that move obviously was Alex to bring it to Ottawa Senators for the seventh overall pick, the thirty eighth overall pick in a it was a twenty twenty four third round pick. Yeah, 2024, which is weird to me, but that was very strange. But my initial reaction to that trade, I think I went through like the stages of stages of (laughs) grief there. Yeah, like the first was I'm like, no way, this has got to be like a fake account, you know. But then it's like you start seeing it, and then Frank Sorelli, our best friend, tweets out what the take was, and I'm sitting there, I'm like, I'm like, cool. He at least tweeted out the the picks. Let's see who the players are. And the players never came. The yeah, players right. like never usually came. it's like oh, more, more to be, more, more to come, more to come, and it's like, oh. and it's like he the asking price was really high. He got nowhere near it. Allegedly, there was allegedly a trade out there though. Yeah, but and I don't know when, if it was. It, it was late first, maybe. Like I kind of like the fact that he he got a pick in the top ten, like. Um, not knowing much outside of, like the top few guys, I didn't really know what to kind oh, of expect when he when he chose Korchinski. I paid no attention to the prospects it. this year because I was like, well, we don't have a first round pick, so I wasn't paying attention at all. Yeah, and then hey, guess what? Now we have three. <laughs> three. <laughs> yeah, and I, like as crazy as it is, and everybody's like, what's going on in Chicago? Like, what, they're fucking stupid. It's like, okay, well, I mean. He's saying rebuild. This is how you do it. Like, sure, you don't want to get rid of young players like Kirby Doc and Alex DeBrinkett, but maybe he doesn't value Doc as high as what he got back in return. Like, maybe, like we've been saying, like maybe he's been stunted in his growth, and he thinks that, like, hey, this isn't this isn't going to be good. And then he gets offered that kind of package from Montreal, where it's a thirteenth overall and a later pick, I believe. It was a sixty sixth. Yeah, third for, for Kirby Doc, and he's just like, I'm taking it. And honestly, with the who he got in the 13th pick of Frank Nazar, not knowing who he was, looking it up after the fact, because like you, didn't really expect well, to like get anything in the first round. Well, how about draft like right before the Hots went to go do make the 13th pick? I text our group chat and I was like, What's the deal with this Nazar guy? Like, why is he still available and he's ranked yeah. so highly? And literally, as I hit send. The Chicago Blackhawks with the 13th overall select from the U.S. development team, Frank Nazar. And I was like, okay, I guess that's our problem now. We'll figure this out. So, wasn't it? So, the trade was announced at like 11, right? I think Arizona was making the pick. 
because yes. then Montreal traded Romanoff to Islanders for 13th and maybe some other stuff. And then they they flipped that 13th to us. I mean – Which is funny, it, too, because we were, when we were going through who we can possibly get a first-round pick from, we both yeah. said there's no way the Islanders are moving 13. Right. I didn't think that they – No, because, like, I didn't, I didn't see them moving 13 to us for anything that we had. Right. I yeah. didn't expect it to be, like, a flip from another team, which was pretty fucking sweet. Um, but, like, uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, Frank Nazar, too. I'm wondering, because it was Arizona's pick at 11, and then it was Columbus's pick at 12, and then us, if the plan was to take him because he was best player available on the board, or was it just kind of like they had their eyes on somebody, and then he was there, and they're like, actually. Well, it was interesting, too. You got to think about it. I was wondering the same thing, because also what a little tidbit thing that I kind of noticed, the Hawks were the only team that didn't have a nameplate on their jerseys. For their guys. Well, yeah, because I'm sure they didn't know if those trades were going to go through. That's okay. That's true too. I just uh, you would think if they had some idea, they didn't have set, hey, they didn't have set draft positions. So if they, but yeah, you would. I just was wondering if like if they had targets, mm-hmm. or if they were just like, oh, well, if this person's here, well, if we get lucky, we get lucky type of thing. Because usually, yeah. if if like you're attempting to get in, like I mean, you're you know you're if you're you got something in the in the works kind of thing, so you might have some just in case. That's why I was just, I know it's like a very tiny thing, but it was just so interesting that the Hawks were the only team not to yeah. do that. But um, the last third or the last first round pick they got was from Toronto was for Tanner's boy. Yeah. <laughs> I've been saying it the whole time. We're going to take on Mrazic. Mrazic, <laughs> the 25th overall pick to Toronto for the 38th overall pick that the Blackhawks picked up in the Debrinket trade. Yeah. So technically, we traded to Brinkett for the seventh overall, Peter Morazic, the 25th overall, and a 2024 20, third round pick in a way. Yeah. And I don't hate, I don't hate it, Morazic. I don't hate the idea of him being on there, especially when you need to get to the, to the cap floor and all that. Yeah. I mean, and you just, lose. you, you should put a professional goalie out there. Right. <laughs> might have, a, might like, not have a professional like goalie. He's going to he has like the experience to play the starting minutes, but that kind of also gives you the time to build up your, whatever you have in that behind him and possibly give them the chance. Like, Hey, like this guy's not going to be that great. (laughs) If you want to go ahead and be better than him, work towards it. Like the door's wide open guys. Like that's kind of what it is. It's basically the same as like before we had flurry. Also I got my flurry shirt on. Yeah. And how funny is it? We all, we had them for all of what, like 50 something games. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Never forget number 500 happened in Chicago, baby. Let's go. (laughs) We will always have that. Um, Forget the fact that we almost ruined his love of the game of hockey and everything like that. But anyways, I hope I honestly, I kind of hope Morazic kind of figures it out next year when he's got one year left on his deal and we flip him. Oh yeah. Exactly. I mean, somebody's going to, somebody's going to probably want something like that. You're going to have to think about this going forward. Um, that basically everything the Hawks are going to do, whether it's a trade, a signing or anything like that, it's not the long-term solution. Yeah. Do not get attached to anybody coming to this organization anytime soon. That's not I, a draft yeah. pick. That's not, that's not a Davidson draft pick. I think that's one of those, this is one of the things that I'm also kind of realizing almost in like a football 
coach kind of set, like way. You know, when you bring a new coach in, he kind of has his own system, so he wants his own players to fit the yeah. system. So it's like whoever is there might just get fucking traded out. I think it's kind of like that. Like Davidson's coming in, and it's a dumpster fire of like a retool, rebuild, not fully kind of fuck screwed the whole thing. No first round pick. The team's really bad, and he's like, okay, we're rebuilding, and we're gonna tear it the fuck down. Yeah. So. I mean, it makes sense. Like your biggest, your biggest trade piece to get the rebuild really started and also kind of accelerate the down, the decline is trading to Brinkett, getting in the top 10 pick in this draft. Um, I think he feels like he sold pretty high on Doc. I think he did have a great draft pick in that. The, the crazy thing for those two draft picks in Korchinski and Nazar is after like doing a little research on them, they, they both seem to have the tools just missing a full set and have a pretty high ceiling, especially with Korchinski. Like he's a very offensive minded guy, which I think is going to be great because if you get him and hopefully if we're keeping Alex Vlasic and we're trying to develop him more and that they become a pairing like big six, seven Alex Vlasic with a six, four speedy offensive minded defenseman, like those two guys, like that'd be pretty sick. And then Nazar was kind of regarded as having one of the higher ceilings in the entire draft class. Yeah. I think and that's, it could, it could be a steal, man. I, yeah, definitely. I'm excited for those picks. Um, oh yeah. And then we have, I, I forget his last name is like Rizel, Renzel. Is that the, I think it's, guy? yeah, the 25th, the kid from Minnesota. He also like, he's sure he got drafted out of Minnesota, but he also played in the USHL. Was he a high school kid? Yeah, one of the few high school in the top in the first round. Yeah, I mean, usually that's pretty good. He's going to Min- University of Minnesota. So, and you said I think in our group chat that Nazar is going to Michigan. Yeah. So, but then I also said that each other. I know I said Michigan stacked, but then I forgot like all those guys signed with their teams oh, yeah, in the last year. Yeah. I totally forgot about that as soon as I hit the sign, yeah. but nobody corrected me, so I just stayed quiet about it. Whatever. Um. But no, like we also, you were saying that in the in the chat as well, is that the main thing is letting these guys develop the right way. Yeah. The biggest, one of the biggest problems in Stan Bowman era was they rushed the wrong guys too quick. Mm-hmm. And the guys that probably should have been up a little bit quicker sat down way too long. Yeah, it's it's guys like, Kirby Doc didn't need to play that whole first season. He just got stuck in that weird limbo, unfortunately. Yeah, he got screwed with coaching. He got screwed with the pandemic. He got screwed with a lot of shit. So I think a fresh start for him is going to be great. Kirby, I hope, under, he, I hope he does well. Under St. Louis, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. He's going to be a goddamn stud. Yeah. Damien Cole Caulfield, like learning under St. Louis. Yep. Jeez. It's going to be good. I hope he. I hope he has a lot of success. I think he's gonna. I think he was a really cool player to watch when we got the chance to see him. He had a lot of like, like really high confidence moments that I think got kind of shattered when he didn't like score for a good decent amount of time. But I still think that he could be a really good player. I feel for the kid. Um, I really do. I. Yeah. I. I. We. We want him to be good so bad. Um, forget the fact that we were all kind of like, hmm, Bo Byram's a Stanley Cup champion, huh? Hmm. We could yeah. have uh, could have drafted him early, but uh, whatever. Yeah, I still yeah, I feel for Kirby. I'm glad he's and, out. The only thing I'm nervous about, he's going to even more ruthless 
market. So if he continues to yeah. play like he did in Chicago, like he is going to get eaten alive in Montreal. Well, I mean, they also have Slivkowski kind of in. Like their team is yeah. young and, and offensive as hell. Um, also, like Boakvist, though, too. He was rushed yeah. and then they got rid of him. And now he just signed a new three year deal in Columbus and everybody's super jazzed about him. I don't even know what is, we don't have like any of our previous first round picks except for can you guess? <laughs> Patrick Kane. Oh, yeah. I'm in like in the 2010s. Oh, the 2010s? Who was? Oh, Bowden. Nicholas Bowden. Oh, yeah. Cause I saw Barstool Chief posted like a list of all of them and he like listed Bowden as a bust. I'm like, the kid hasn't even had a chance to play yet. I don't know. You can't even he's, call him a bust. He's like 21 he's... or 22. Yeah. Like, and he's been playing me? the AHL. You can't call somebody a bust when they haven't, we're not over the age of 25 and they have not played X amount of games in the NHL. That's ridiculous. That's obnoxious. Do so you think that everybody that's in the AHL and developing is a bust? And that's, so that is going to be like, the biggest issue with this rebuild, and it's gonna be so frustrating, is just social media, like not even just Blackhawk social media, like general hockey social media is just gonna be shitting on this team and complaining and where this team needs to be and all this kind of thing. First off, it's hypocritical. Everybody has no problem. Arizona was making moves, taking on bad contracts again, this draft and all that kind of stuff. People are like, oh, that's a classic Arizona win, all this kind of stuff. And it's like <laughs> Cool, but the Hawks do it, and then all of a sudden, oh, it's poverty franchise. Like, okay, you don't like Chicago. Fuck off. But it's the same exact thing that they're doing. They're doing the same thing that everybody else is doing. They're taking advantage of the situation, and they're going for it. Yeah. It's it's crazy. Um, what else was I going to say? <laughs> There's a little guy over there. <laughs> um, I can't remember. What is... Talk about we we're talking about Boquist, we we're talking about Bowden. Bowden, yeah. Oh, it's just developing players. Oh, yeah, like all the guys in the AHL. Oh, it it was going into the defenseman that we have in the pipeline because it's like Bowden's there, Mitchell's there. Like we have Regula, we have Alex Lassic. So, like, what would you say we should do with guys, um, like Murphy and McCabe, Seth Jones, and? I don't know, like McCabe and Murphy. I think you're kind of you're stuck with right now. I don't know. I, they both. Murphy, have I think, might, I think Murphy can move. Yeah. I think we're stuck with McCabe because he was just oversigned, overvalued when he was signed. Four million for three more years is ridiculous. I'm sorry. Like he's a great guy and all that. Like I've nothing but good things to say about him from like my experience with him off the ice. But he's not worth four million per year. Uh, I think he is. I mean, really, these guys like these guys led the league basically in block shots and hits. It's like you know what you're gonna get. It's just <laughs> the, more the system time. they were either running or whatever. I mean, was just letting up so many shots. That's probably why they had so many block shots. I think. Isn't oh, like Seth Jones's? Doesn't Seth Jones's new contract not kick in until like the thirteenth or something? I mean, it's it's in. What do you mean, like? So, kidding. well, he has a modified no trade clause currently. I'm saying like his new contract, which has a full no move clause. Oh like, yeah, technically, if probably you wanted, if you wanted to trade him, you do it before the. I think no it was no. I think comes. I think they stuck with July first. 
Is it? I think so. I thought I saw somewhere it was the 13th, but okay. I don't know, but oh, no, July 1st is usually free agency opening. Yeah, so I think they left it. So, at, so I think that's the standard day because they're going back to July 1st next year as the free, okay. open to free agency. So I think they just kind of kept way. it as because that's when bonuses were paid out and all that kind of stuff too. So they didn't mess with the money. I'm sure, like, I think uh, either way, if you're Seth Jones, wouldn't you want to just like be traded though? I, I'm really wondering how he's feeling. Like, yeah. you get sold on, okay, you're going to play with the Brinkett, Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taves. You have this, you know, great support players in Hagel. Doc is coming up. You got all these guys. Oh, you're gone. Oh, he's gone. Oh, he's going to be gone. Oh, he wants to be gone. Like, at what point do you say, okay, well, trade me right fucking now? Yeah. And if I'm him, I'd say, like, hey, or not him. If I was the Blackhawks, I'd be like, contacting like Seattle. <laughs> hey, you guys want a, you guys want a, a top two defenseman? Wink. <laughs> top two? <laughs> He's top two. Don't, don't wink needed. No, I know, but like, what would you give up for him, though? He's sick. They got Shane Wright. Uh, oh, I don't care. Future they got three, they got three <laughs> second rounders, two third rounders, three fourth rounders for next year, two six rounders. I mean, so, like, you know, GMs value players, like, much differently than, like, the, the fans do. Right. So I'm sure around the league, the GMs probably value him a little bit higher, especially if, let's say, we were to eat Two million of that cap for the whole eight years. So with Seth Jones oh. at seven point five, yeah, I know, right? But a Seth Jones at seven point five, I think is kind of an attractive offer for for some teams, and that could probably fetch a first round pick. I mean, they could build around Seth Jones as like the Giordano type player, like you know, the captain, the leader, and how they had well, Giordano. Yeah, I mean, and then they have Berniers. Is it Berniers? Yeah. And then Shane Wright coming in. That's going to be a nasty oh my young God. tandem. How about, how about Shane Wright just staring down Montreal's table when he was taking his picture yeah. with Batman? Oh. Dude, I love it. I love it. It's the same, It reminded me of um, the same shit that happened last time I was in Montreal, and Sedina got passed up by um, the Canadians. And, and he goes and does his interview afterwards, and he goes, I'm going to fill their net with so many pucks. <laughs> Just every team that passed him up, he said he's going to fill their net with pucks. And it has not been going well. <laughs> yeah, man. He just, I get, I don't know. Some players just don't fit in uh, all those kinds of systems, but <clears throat> was he, I think he was the, the last draft that they had before Iserman took over though. I think so too. Um, and I, yeah, was saying, I, mean, I was saying him, Trade to bring it to Detroit. Yeah. Let him go home. We'll take their eighth overall and then like toss in like Zadina. <laughs> well, we got seventh instead. Well, no, I'm just saying though, like originally I was kind of like, that was one thing I was kind of yeah. around with. And then it was like, I was like, you know what? Detroit would make sense. Cause I did, I did not have Ottawa at all on the, on the radar at all. Like yeah. there was n- last team besides like Montreal, New Jersey, I thought maybe was an option, but yeah, never would have said senators. Yeah, and that was kind of crazy the way the whole draft went down, too, with the way it started when it went Slavkovsky, and I was like, oh, okay, so Wright's going to New Jersey, and they're like, eh, we don't need him. We got enough centers. It's like, yeah, Jack Hughes and Nico Heischer. 
Yeah. Like, what are you going to have him do? Play third line center? Oh my god! Wow. That so you go, you two go two and get like the the top defensive prospect. It's like, all right. And then Arizona's like, huh? Weird situation we're put in. <laughs> we already have his name on the jersey. We're just going to go with the guy that we were going. We thought. Yeah, we was it GM Armstrong? He's like, he's like, oh, I wasn't expecting this. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, can we unstitch that real quick? We have three minutes to put the, <laughs> the pick in. They're like, no, man, it's it's heat pressed on. <laughs> I sat there and I was like, I'm like, okay, Arizona doesn't need him. I'm like, oh, 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 maybe maybe he'll fall. There's only three more spots. Maybe he'll fall. Then I was like, ah, no, Seattle, of course, is gonna take him. If anybody, yeah. if any team really needed him, it was Seattle. Ron Francis wakes up and he's like, what? Yeah, right. It's like. Not can't mess this one up like I did the expansion draft. Oh god, so bad. <clears throat> um, so some other so besides those trades that happened on the draft, um, more of the picture for the rebuild kind of cleared up today. Um, qualifying offers, Caleb Jones and Philip Kurashev got were the only two qualifying offers the Hawks extended. Um, yep. there's a bunch that weren't qualified, but the three notable ones were Dylan Strom, Dominic Kubalik, and was it Wyatt Kalnuck? I always forget his first name. Yeah, Wyatt. Wyatt. <clears throat> and then I think there was like a couple more, like Alti, Alti, Alpart, Alpine American. Yeah, there's Cam, it was like Cam Morrison or something. Or Morris, yeah, it's Cam Morris, who, who was a goalie. Cam Morrison, yeah, who was actually in a trade. Um, guys that just like weren't gonna make it. I don't um, know. I feel I feel like this is this is Davidson just kind of clearing the shelves, you know, because everybody's like, oh, well, like why wouldn't you just like sign and like trade Kubelik or do it for Strom. It's like, does anybody not remember the last like two, three years that they've been trying to move Strom? Yeah. And then this whole season, this past season, I think they're trying to move Kubelik. It's like, why are we going to keep pushing this? Like Strom, Strom is good when he's with DeBrinket and Kane. Exactly. I like, is it bad that two when DeBrinket got traded? I was like, you know, Everybody said that he's only good because he plays with Patrick Kane. I hope that's true. Like Marty yeah, was yeah, like, no, right? I, I was like, except for the fact that they said that when he was uh, playing with Connor McDavid and Dylan Strom. Yeah, I'm just like God. Like, I but hope no, he Strom do as well. He's gonna I'm end so up doing the same thing Panarin did to us, where he's gonna just like put up increase his points every year until he's like a heart nominee, and you're just like, fuck me. <laughs> but. I mean, no secret, I'm happy. At, at least I, it wasn't like getting a player back that we just getting the boys back together, you know. Right. But um, yeah, Strom not going coming back. I'm okay with that. Kubelik back like what you said with Doc. Yeah. He got snake bitten and he just he could not figure it out. Like he had the worst luck. I felt like puck luck and all that. Like he had opportunities and it just was not going in for him, and that really yeah. messed him mentally. And then he wasn't on the top power play anymore. And like he's he wasn't like a defensively great player on an already pretty poor defensive team. So like I mean, just cut the guy loose. It's okay. Everybody thinks everybody wants to be like asset management. It's like, I don't know, man. Trying to just fill cap space with players that you've been trying to move and have not been able to do it is seems like a dumb idea too. This um, goes one of the funny things about the qualifying offer for Strom. Is his brother Matthew Strom in Philadelphia also didn't get qualified, and then I'm pretty sure Ryan Strom is also going to be a free agent. Yeah, he's going to free agency. So all three brothers are going to be in free agents. <laughs> Maybe they all sign somewhere. Yeah. Um, speaking of Kubalik, 
I don't know. Was he qualified last year or was he like a contract? No, he, had, he had a multi-year deal, I think. Gotcha. Okay. Cause I was going to say, I go like 4.5 or something. This show, because I thought he was qualified, so I was mistaken. I was going to say this kind of shows that again how poor decision making uh, Sam Bowman was because you you put your money on Kubalik instead of Pia mm-hmm. Suter. Yeah, and I would have loved to have Pia Suter like as another, but he probably would have been dealt too at this point. But he would have been a cool oh, yeah. piece to kind of maybe build around a little bit. But um, and then Wyatt, yeah. the Wyatt Kalnuck is just he was another unfortunate situation that I think he was establishing himself as a as an everyday defenseman for this team. And unfortunately he got hurt and he just could not get his spot back. Yeah. They brought in Gustafson and then they're like, Hey, you guys are basically the same. <laughs> yeah. And he's been here longer and kind of like has a little bit more poise on the ice, I guess. Yeah. Like regular coming up and all those kind of guys kind of. Yeah. Just, they show the they don't need yeah. Kalnick's about what? 25, 26 at this point. And yeah. with the Hawks have like a ton of young defensemen that they're trying to like move in. I'm pretty sure yeah, he's 25. Like it's one of those things where maybe he can do something. Maybe he can't, but the Hawks are going to be going in a direction of let's get these young guys as much ice time on that, on that team in the AHL. And I'm, I'm excited to see what they do in free agency because you're going to be seeing a team that's built of a lot of like, random pieces that are like guys that are going to be hey man come in play some hockey maybe we can deal you at the deadline <laughs> like people want us the vegas golden knights want to call themselves the band of misfits no 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 no. we're oh, going to yeah. show you a band of misfits this is going to basically be an expansion team a hundred percent yeah and it's going to be so bad and, teams and just give us fucking kessel and let us get our jerseys that'd be hilarious. and you can trade him i don't care i um i oh, think I one of the one of the things that I kind of enjoy about Davidson too right now is like, since he's just like, we're doing a, we're doing a rebuild. Like this is what we need to do for this team to be successful in the future. It's kind of the opposite of Bowman being like, what do you want? Kane and Taves? Like we, yeah. we we're trying to do this. We're trying to, do, and it's just making shit moves after shit moves. And he's just like, I'm going to do it. If you guys get pissed off, guess what? Ask for a trade. We'll move you guys too. We'll get better. We'll get more picks and we'll make our team way better in the future much sooner than we like I want Kane and Taves to be here forever. Doesn't make yeah. sense for them to be here anymore though. Wow. And it's like and, I, I don't want to seem like I hate Kyle Davison because it's like a, it's not that I hate him. I just one I I'm having a hard time trust. I can't trust again. Bowman yeah. ruined it for me. I can't trust another GM just yet. And two, it's just it's a little. As much as I'm I've grown okay with this whole rebuild situation and what we're doing and all that not him really not showing his cards of like what the plan actually is besides tearing it down and not really knowing what the direction is like who's coming in how are you doing this are you looking at bringing a, a young free agent to build around or are you just straight up trying to bring in more pieces to get more picks for more prospects like not really knowing that is just making me mm-hmm. a little uneasy and a little nervous and it's just a hard time kind of trusting the process when all we know right now is you on the team, you're gone. You playing yeah. the Blackhawks sort of last year, chances are you're not wearing it next year. Dude, the fucking the analogy I came up in my head was <clears throat> we've been watching this studly horse that we love just win, win, win. And now it's gotten old and it's got a broken leg. We oh, gotta put it, down. put it down. None of us want none of us want to do it. That's when Kyle Davidson steps in. 
and he looks us right in the fucking eyes as he pulls the trigger on this fucking horse's head. <laughs> and we hate him for it, but I feel like in the end, we're going to be pretty grateful because, you know, what we loved is it's gone now, but there's going to be something new in its place. And he's building that. And I'm kind of fresh. <laughs> I'm kind of excited. <laughs> because like we've been, just... we've been rooting for the same team for so long. Right. And it's it's like, fun. Right, no, man. it's definitely fun to see it kind of like going. It's oh. just, it's just like we said, like how fast it happened. Yeah. And it's, it's just like, it wasn't like, it wasn't like a, okay, here's one player gone. All right. Here's another player gone. It was Kirby Doc or to it. Then an hour later, Kirby Doc. Uh, Not even an hour later. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, it was, it was, it was. It was like an hour, yeah. before the draft. Yeah. And then, dude, I was watching the draft and I was just like, oh my God. Okay. And then I went took a piss and I had, I could hear the TV and then I'm like, Oh, two trades. Okay. Da, 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 da. Kirby doc. And I was like, what, <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> it was like, you know, it's not like another analogy. It's not like, you know, you're stepping in the, in the, the, the shallow end of the pool, just trying to get your, your settings. All right. No, he's, he's the drunk dad at the pool, grabbing you, throwing you at the deep end, forgetting to put on your floaties on and just tossing you in, in the, the, the 10, the, the 10 foot deep side of the pool. And just okay, time to swim. Like yeah. that's exactly how this is going. Well, we're gonna drown at first, but I'm gonna teach you how to swim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I mean, how how much pressure is on Kyle Davidson? You think you know? Because I mean, you gotta admit, nobody thinks that moving to Brinkett was the right move. Not yeah. one hockey analyst, hockey expert, anything like that has said, you know what, moving Davidson's the right was the right or moving to Brinkett was the right move. Davidson did did the smart thing. Everybody's like, what are you doing? Yeah. So like well, you almost got to say fair. But it's also it's like, oh, it's if this ends up backfiring and say this three to five year rebuild turns into like five to ten. And in that meantime to Brinkett's won multiple cups, multiple like heart trophy, you know, like he goes on to be this huge stud. I mean, what at what point do you be like, all right, Davis, and you fucking suck? Like, what were you doing? Uh, I mean, depending on how we're doing, we'll we're not, it's like two, 90 to two thousand and seven. After we lost, after we lost the Stanley Cup in oh, okay, or whatever to two thousand and seven. I know we had one playoff run in there. But it was four games against St. Louis and we got swapped. So well, I think I don't know. I kind of I'm just all about like this new plan is get young, create cap space. That was the other thing too with um, the buyouts that he was doing recently. Oh yeah, which was Brett Connolly and Borgstrom. Henrik Borgstrom. And I had seen people commenting online, like, why wouldn't like why would you buy them out? And like, what do you need cap space for? It's like, what do you mean? What do we need cap space for? It's like we're gonna we're gonna try and take on like cap hits from other teams, like yeah. right around the deadline, and get first round picks. Why not maximize the space that we have by using these buyouts? So, oh, another thing we didn't even mention: Duncan Keith retired. Yeah. So Duncan Keith also has a recapture penalty. Yeah. So this year, the Hawks between the buyouts and Duncan Keith are paying. Just under seven million dollars to those guys, for, or their caps getting hit by seven million dollars. I don't know if they're actually paying Duncan Keith that money or not. If it's just a penalty on the cap, um, and then next year it's just under like four million. Yeah. 
And theoretically, that's two years. Year three is when you you might start seeing them like, okay, let's start bringing in pieces to take the next step, you know, to compete yeah. again. So it's like now's the time to do that kind of stuff. And you don't want to extend yeah. that two more years by buying them out next year. I'm wondering who they're going to like. I wonder what teams are going to be looking to drop guys for salary reasons around the deadline. You got to think space. I'm surprised Pittsburgh hasn't reached out yet to try to get Malkin resigned. What do you mean? Because isn't it, isn't it cap kind of a cap issue? With oh, you mean like you mean um, getting somebody off of Pittsburgh so that they yeah, can get so they can get Malkin signed. Yeah, I don't know. I just, maybe the Hawks were just like nah. <laughs> Vegas is like how many how many years how many years does like Zucker have? Zucker, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, like who would you take the cat? Yeah, one Catherine, year. Catherine I mean, is throwing made... me off now. All these teams are like flip flop where they're normally at. Yeah, Zucker would have made sense if like they wanted to move him, but maybe Davidson was just like, mm, he's he's gonna make our team too good. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, just hope yeah. that like we keep getting more young pieces, like first round picks, but I don't know how we would do that unless it's like taking on cap hit. But you know it's funny though. Even though we do have seven million dead cap space, we're not a contending team. Unlike Minnesota, who's fourteen million. I love bringing that up every time. I know it's just nice that like, and they somehow still sign Mark Andre. Mm-hmm. They re-signed somebody else too, I think, recently. Um, and I don't know how they're still doing it. Um, I know they had to trade Fiala. Yeah, they traded Fiala because he was. Not gonna do any like I would. I kind of wish that when Bowman was GM would have realized either go in like Pittsburgh or do like the quick rebuild like LA did. LA got kind of lucky, but I mean right now they're they're signing and trade they're trading and signing guys like they traded for Victor Arbitson last year. They signed Philip Deneau, and now they traded and signed Ryan um, Kevin Fiala, and like those are kind of like low-key really fucking good moves because like we also have to know play against Connor mcdavid in the playoffs and he was just shutting him down like crazy and now they're adding another piece and then they're getting more from out of their young guys they still have Andre kopitar leading that fucking team they also don't have dustin brown anymore which is a big plus no potato <laughs> man yeah and it's just like that team is getting ready to just be back in the playoffs every year again do you think – all right, so no matter what, Stan Bowen was going to be gone next year because of earlier this last year because of everything that happened off ice. We don't have to bring it up mm-hmm. again, but we know he was not going to be on this team. If he would have stuck with his original rebuild plan and didn't go for Seth Jones, didn't go bring in Marc-Andre Fleury, do you think this teardown is as drastic? No. Absolutely not. Like we, we traded to bring it because we needed a first rounder. Right. And like he was our best best piece to get in a first rounder. Um or do you still trade to bring it and move keep doc or like yeah, it just I don't think it would be as crazy. Like who I don't even know like what we would be doing. So what you're There's saying more, there would be we we would have nine point five million more in cap space. Right. We wouldn't be we wouldn't have an anchor contract on the defensive side, like our two most expensive defenseman would be McCabe and Murphy. 
like that's that's something that you can still build with without having to move out like to Brinkett or Doc. You would have your own first rounder, which would still probably worse. We probably would have had a much higher pick this year too. Yeah, without Flurry and without we still would have had that six overall pick, or whatever. Oh, from last year, the twelve. Yeah. yeah, we could have had. Was it Cole Perfetti that they got, or was he Cole Perfetti the ones that in Winnipeg? That's Winnipeg. Well, we would have. Yeah, we would have had the the pick last year. We would have had this year's pick, so we wouldn't need to get in the first round. Sillinger, Cole Sillinger, we could have gotten him. He's the youngest kid in the NHL last year and holding his own. A lot of things could have gone a lot more differently if he had not decided to utilize his cap space to bring in Tyler Johnson, Seth Jones, and Marc-Andre Fleury. Like, we could have kept, like, Boakvist, but possibly develop. It's just, like, we're sitting there talking about shit fucking offseason. We're sitting there talking about who's going to play for this team. Until you just brought up his name, I forgot Tyler Johnson was on this team. <laughs> yeah. well, that's because he played all like 20 games last I year. I know. I think I feel so bad for the guy. He's a, he's a two-time Stanley Cup champion, and he just gets forgetting about. Dude, Reese Johnson's my favorite Johnson. I'm gonna. I'm excited to see more of like Reese Johnson on there. Reese Johnson, Kyra, uh, who else? I wonder if Curtis Gabriel's gonna get some time. He's a free agent. He's still he. I mean, he's a UFA, but he can still be signed. He's well, been no, working, yeah, I, like, I don't him, think there's a guarantee. I follow him on Instagram, and he's been working out with the Hawks. Is he? Yeah, I know. I see him yeah. always wearing like the the black hot stuff on it. But mm-hmm. um, ooh, yeah, Josiah Slavin get some more time playing up. Who else? Man, it looks like there's like no one on this. <laughs> there's more defensemen in our non-rostered players than there are forwards. Jeez. Oh, yeah, Taylor Radish. Boris Kachuk will get a bigger role. Oh, Mike Hardman. I forgot. Yeah, you know what? Mike Hardman, Mackenzie Entwistle, like those kinds of guys. Hardman, Entwistle, Kyra, and Reese Johnson are going to be like the guys that we're going to probably be signing in the free agency that are just going to go into the corners and make everybody's life living hell. I saw something. Yeah, I saw something too. It was like, oh, pencil uh, Lafferty as one C power play. Lafferty, one. yeah. <laughs> Lafferty, dude, that Lafferty was just going off at the end of last season, and like, you know, he's he because he was signed by Davidson. Oh, does he not? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, that was like his first trade. Yeah, too. <laughs> Nylander. Oh no, his, his first his first trade was Malcolm Subban <laughs> for future considerations. <laughs> but then he did Alex Nylander. Who also just re-signed in Pittsburgh. Play it's play. so funny. Look at it the moves he's made. It's like, oh, you fucked up here, but this wasn't bad. Oh, but mm. this he's just he's just evening out right now. It's like he needs to let's let's see when let's let's see some grit. Let's see what happens when you're you're going all in. I can't wait to I really am excited to see what that is. And yeah, his first offseason. I think I really, honestly. With with how crazy or still say it again, like with how crazy everybody said, like, oh, like what is Chicago doing? I think he did great getting three first round draft picks. Like, we're building for the future. Like, we don't need to sustain what we are currently doing because the team is trash. <laughs> right. I think a lot of people that are listening to this are gonna be very surprised that we're not more angry about what has happened. Yeah. 
That's because it, it happened. It happened in our group. It happened in our group text. We were kind of mm-hmm. like, "What the fuck?" But overall, like, I think as time heals, and you see the big picture of stuff, even if this big picture is still kind of fuzzy a little bit, I mean, it's it's the right move. It's the right play. Yeah. It's the right time to do it. And it's you can either punt punt the ball down the field a little bit longer, and keep doing the Bowman the stand plan. Or you rip the band-aid off and you just you start fresh and I'm I'm glad we're starting fresh. And yeah, I mean the only other thing that really has come out of this is Patrick Kane is reportedly furious about this. He's furious with the front office. And on Wednesday, when free agency opens, he's gonna be requesting a trade out of Chicago with his number one target being the New York Rangers. Which would be sick, dope to see Kane and Panarin together again. Oh. Yeah. I would get a Kane or Rangers jersey. You get a Lady Liberty one too because they're doing reverse retro again next year. They bring back a new version of that. I have his reverse retro on the Hawks. Might have to get the reverse retro on the Rangers, <laughs> I, but it would be so sick. Can you imagine what they would have to give up to get Kane? <laughs> Apparently, I don't think a lot. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, at least a first. And maybe like Philip Heedle or like you, you might. I think you take the Brinkett's trade as like the the base. I'm it. It's clearly going to be just a rental, but it's a five. I'm assuming it would be like a five million dollar caner. Oh yeah, one hundred percent eating fifty percent of that contract. Yeah, no question. Now the question is, can you get somebody to eat take Jonathan Taze at fifty percent? Mm, I'm sure there's somebody would. I think if you get a third team. And have them take 50% too. Do one of those, like the laner trade from how Toronto technically had laner on their book for X amount when he got traded to Vegas. Yeah, but I think the thing with Taze is like that would be a um a deadline deal that we mentioned before. He because that's when that's when you see the teams that are looking for second or third line center after behind their established guy and maybe have suffered an injury and have the cap space opened up for a five million dollar Taves. It's been strangely quiet from Taves, like Taves camp and all that kind of stuff. Like you haven't heard anything from him about yeah. how he's feeling all this, which is very weird because he was very vocal when Hagel was traded. I'm looking. I'm just trying to look at like Rangers draft picks. Like if we can get maybe their 2021 prospect that they got in the first round. I don't even know anything about this kid, but I'm just saying like if he was a 16th overall. I mean, he could end up being good. They've been drafting really well in the last few years, so like I wouldn't doubt that he's he's pretty good, or he'll end up being pretty good. Something like a couple picks, maybe a kid or two that hasn't made it to the show yet. Hey, let's do it. Patrick Kane, if you do it before the season starts, Patrick Kane, you're for, for your first rounder, and Capocaco. I don't want Capocaco. He's just. It's just Kirby Doc again. Like unless we like flip him to another team, that's what I'm saying. Like their 2021 first um, first round pick. It, it, what is this kid's name? I literally just saw it. <laughs> uh, it's it was just something strange. It's uh, oh Brennan Offman. Off Offman sounds like you lisp. Yeah, but it's O T H M A N N. 
I'm just you put with, with their with their current team. draft history. I would I would assume that this kid's going to end up being pretty decent. Shit, last year he was playing in the OHL, 66 games, 97 points. Give us that kid. Are they going to give that, that kid up though for a rental? For a cane? That's gonna that's gonna literally be one one cup. You are going straight to the fucking playoffs. <laughs> you have Panarin and Kane together. God, making making seventeen million about for the two of them. I would love to see the first game Shit. Panarin or Kane, or they score a big goal, and as Kane's going down to do his heartbreaker, you got Panarin in the background just doing his high kick, like just the double the dual celebration of the two guys. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah he, would, he would easily become their first. They don't have like any like good right wingers right now. How much people keep saying Colorado? They have ten too. million. People keep saying Colorado, and I just I don't know how Colorado can afford that. I, I actually I do because Nathan McKinnon doesn't get a deal till next year. It would be another just cup run. You may have Rottenen and fucking Kaner down the right side. Jesus. And you're just you're saying you want to see teams struggle after they do good. You're just giving yeah, them but another, like I, you're just giving just, them another Tampa Kane, Bay two point would be sick. Kane would be so sick on so many teams. Except nobody values Kane like we do. Everybody thinks that Kane's not I don't give a shit what I know, and that's think. what's that's what I don't <laughs> understand. Like people are like, Oh no, Kane's washed, he's not he's like, No, he's not. He's, yeah. he's his numbers were down on a bad team. And I'm yeah. not sure he was 100% healthy for the entire season either. Oh, I don't think so either. His, like, shooting was down. But, man, that's what I'm saying. Like, we got to I, – I, if Kyle Davidson can somehow get out of this eight-year Seth Jones contract that Bowman fucking signed, I think that's going to be a miracle no matter if what. If he does that, I mean, hats off to him, man. I – I put all my faith into him, but that's what I'm saying. If he eats, let's think about it right now. He eats two million a year for the next eight years. Seth Jones, seven point five. I think he can get a first rounder from some team. I think we're looking at stretch, we're, look, we're looking at we're looking at our next two years of being just not very good, and then the three years after that are going to be those young guys that were getting these past few drafts working their way up. They're still in the ELCs. We're not, we're not burning cash at that moment. It's about five years. Hopefully we're going to be contending then. Well, you're, you're, only, three, on the hook for three, you're only on the hook for three years of $2 million. Year three is also when Plus the cats supposed to go up. Yeah. And hopefully the cats going up. So strap us in for a couple, couple mil, for eight years, whatever. Team's not going to be good for another five. Sorry, I just got the list of unrestricted free agents. Nick Letty's only 31 years old. Why does it feel like he should be 40? I don't know. I, like he's, he's I guess he was only like 21, <laughs> 22. Yeah. That's, I'm wondering who the Hawks are going to get in free agency. I'm excited because it's like – with all of the moves that he's made, we have so many roster spots that could be filled. So there is, he can he has the ability to be so much more active than they have been in the past. It's he's like got a, 18 million currently yeah. in cap space. And like I it's said, not like he's kinda, going after like Malkin or anything like that right. or Giroux. 
like I was saying though, like in our group chat too, it's like he could totally wait a couple days, see how the free agency market is is shaping up, see the guys that are maybe asking for way too much and be like, hey, we'll give you a one-year deal. Come on in, you know, put the numbers up, trade deadline, we'll get we'll we'll flip you to a to a contender. And then you get to go through, prove yourself again, and have uh, more more power in your corner going into free agency next year. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really just offering guys ice time. Hey, like you've been playing third, fourth line the last few years. Come here, we'll get you second line ice time, maybe second second power play, depending think, on if Kane yeah. actually stays. And, or not. Of, and think about so you're talking about like Hardman and all and Reese Johnson, all this kind of guy. Best type of player to th- probably think about for free agency is like another Yanmark type of yeah. thing. Oh yeah, like yeah. a two-way guy. One hundred percent. Like the, the, the type of guy that's gonna be drawing a lot of attention around the trade deadline. Um, and I mean, there's also all those un unsigned guys that didn't get drafted. Like, give those guys a shot. There's all there's tons of kids just like Brandon Hagel. Like, I'm sure there's plenty of other players out there that can want to come in and contribute no matter think, what you think evan bear gets a shot i don't know Has, like i don't even for, know how well he's been doing in the forgotten Chicago, guy. rockford i'm just oh man like it's it's depressing how how it's, how it's shaken out but it's also just like exciting to see where it's going to go from here because who knows 28 points in 63 games that's what evan barrett got i don't know he probably gets a shot why not give everybody a shot? Right. There's no reason why not to. Um, any more thoughts on, on the Blackhawks? No, I didn't even no. <laughs> I I just I can't wait till Wednesday. If you were a fan that's be- on the ledge right now, yes, it's gonna be fucking rough. It's gonna be ugly, it's not gonna be fun, but step back. Because it's, it's the life cycle of sports teams, right. unless you're the Yankees. Yeah, well, it's been a while since the Yankees actually won anything. So, yeah, it's been like true. A, I think last decade was the first decade that the Yankees. Oh, did that they win didn't win. win. Yeah, something like uh, that. No way. Yeah. So, but and hey, chances are too, if you're a Chicago Blackhawk fan, you're chances are you're a Cubs fan too. And hey, <laughs> we grow through this shit. Way more often with the Cubs than we do with the with the Blackhawks, yeah. so you'll you'll survive. Relax. And I mean, maybe you're a Bears fan, and guess what? This is yeah. the way it's always been. <laughs> 2000, 2005 was the last time the Bears competed. Yeah, but hey, look at the bright side. You're gonna see some young players that you might yeah. not have normally gotten a chance to watch. You're gonna have to watch them fairly cheap because aftermarket tickets are are gonna be very cheap. Yeah. And if they do really bad this year, they'll probably lower ticket prices again next year. So you can maybe scoop in and get some season tickets for a lot cheaper for when they are. So you're ready for when they are good. Mm, I like that. So there's some, there's some positives. Um, Tanner, I do not want to keep you much longer so you can get back to the little guy, but (laughs) um, NHL talk really quick. Um, Yes. Oh, real quick. One more thing. Hot talk. Sorry. Uh, Derek King and Kevin Deneen or Kevin Dean mm-hmm, were Dean. named assistant coaches. Um, so it's cool to see Kevin, uh, Derek King still in the fold. I'm just glad it's not the head coach. Um, but all right, so yeah. I think Shell Talk notable moves or lack of moves coming. Um, we talked about a little bit. Matt Murray got traded to Toronto. 
Uh, Otto was also working 25% of that contract. They are also giving up a, I think it's a second round and um, a fourth round pick. I don't think they they're given two picks or to Toronto two for future consideration. Uh, Malkin's feeling disrespectful, disrespected and that felt unwanted in Pittsburgh. So he is going to be testing free agency it is going to be super interesting where uh, he goes. Uh, yeah. Jack- Seattle. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Jack Campbell and Darcy Kemper are kind of like the the bells of the ball when it comes to goalie situ- goalie situations. A couple teams looking for their starter. Uh, Edmonton, some, Washington, Edmonton, Washington, and for some reason Toronto didn't want Jack Campbell, which made no sense because he wanted to be there. Um, yeah. but we know how that is. Different get wanted to be in Chicago, the, and he just goes the nicest guy in hockey too. Yeah. Um, um it, I think it's also kind of funny that Washington went through this season and they're like, all right, let's see who can do it. And at the end of the season, they're like, neither of you can do it. See you later. Vanacek gets sent to New Jersey, and then they don't even qualify Samsonov. Um, <laughs> Just like, we don't need this. I saw a, a tweet that was saying um, his qualifying offer for Samsonov was around 3 to 3.4. They thought it was going to end up being what they were going to call fair. And they were like, that's too much to pay for a clear backup. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it made sense. Jesus. I mean, they're being smart about it. I mean, maybe they bring him back. Maybe they do have a deal or something that's like a lot cheaper or something. And but the Campbell know. thing that was kind of funny to me, I listened to Chicklets for the first time in a while because they had uh, Cider on, and I wanted to listen to his interview. Mm, he's an awesome cool. dude. He's really cool. I'm I, sure I, he I, is. He's the new Datsuk. I hate that he's on Detroit because I would love him if he was on any other team. But mm-hmm. they were talking about Campbell, and they're like, "Why?" They're asking the same thing. Why does Toronto not want him back? Kind of thing. And Whitney goes. Well, you know what? The, the when I saw him walking his cat on leashes, I automatically go, "That's not the kind of guy I want in my locker room." Like that is just too weird. Like goal, that's taking weird goalie to another level. So yeah. that's that's always I always laugh about that, and I want to hear Jack Campbell. Um, yeah, I don't really know too much else is going on. I guess we can do a quick look at hockey right to see if anything else drops. Alexander Georgiev, he went to the Avalanche. That's why Kemper is not getting re-signed. Right. Uh, Billy Huso went to the Red Wings for like a third, third round pick, and he signed like a so three or four, yeah, by four point seven or some shit like yeah, that. Four point seven five. Um, watch him, watch him be insane because it's Eiserman and everything he's doing just turns into gold. But now it's him and Nedeljkovic, um, in, in in Detroit. That's not a bad Tony, one too. No, Tony D'Angelo went to the Flyers for like a handful of picks. Um. Oh, George of two resigned three year, 3.4 per. Mm-hmm. That was another that came through. I also think it's so weird when people say like he resigned. And it's not, I'm sure you've just read it like that because yeah. like that's what they type it out. But it's not like he never signed with that team in the first place. But because they hold his rights, right. then he, it's technically resigning. It's like, uh, I would say like they got him signed. Like, <laughs> they got him signed. Yeah. Uh, big resigning, Philip Forsberg uh, yeah. in Nashville, eight, eight by 8.5. Dude, I don't understand how Nashville keeps getting everybody for eight million. <laughs> They're like, how about we don't go over nine for anyone? Well, it's the they same thing. It's like nine for Phil Forsberg, eight million for Matt Duchesne, eight million for Ryan Johansson. Oh, they went nine million on Roman Yossi. But they don't have the south the state tax, so they're able to probably make that pitch a little bit like, hey, this eight million is really truly eight million versus if you were going somewhere else. Yeah. Um, D'Angelo signs in Pittsburgh. Philly. Sorry, Philly for two five years, million. five per, which is just ridiculous. And I, like we said in our group chat too, I can now wait to see Torts first D'Angelo. 
like the yeah. Civil War in, in Philly is going to be amazing. Um, and then, yeah, really quick, too. Mark Andre, two years, 3.5 per. Also starts a whole nice little war between uh, Cam Talbot's agent and. Oh, yeah. Karen. Apparently, that wasn't even about like Cam Talbot wanted to be traded. He just wants an extension. Oh, is that what it ended up being about? Yeah. <laughs> weird way, weird the way, way it was worded was like, oh, like he better <laughs> wasn't he's like, oh, he better he has some thinking to do. And Bill Garen's like, I don't got fucking do shit. Yeah, I don't do shit. <laughs> he <laughs> is under contract on our team. We want Cam to be here. We want him here so he can win. Don't have to do shit about it. <laughs> I love that response. It was great. Yeah, that was amazing. <laughs> um, and the last one signing that I'm gonna bring up now, and then we can call it a day. Um, Chris Latang. Six years at 6.1 oh, yeah. per. That'll take him up to 41 years old. And they tweeted out as soon as it signed, like, a penguin for life. And I said, save this tweet for when he gets traded to another team for LTIR. I know he still technically would be a penguin for life, but it's going to be so funny when they try to, like, blow that or get rid of that contract. When he's... I don't even know if they would be – like, or if they want to because at that point, Crosby's also 40. <laughs> like – just they're probably the just it, they're just in their twilight years, you know, like playing hockey. Old guys out there trying to just teach the young guys, which really makes the whole Malkin situation kind of weird to me. Yeah, well, just, I just got the trade breaker update that they're uh, signing Ricard Raquel for like six years at five mil. Pittsburgh. Yeah. Oh, so they're just shoving in Malkin's face now, like fuck you. Well, they, they had offered him like something, and I guess it was term that he was he was looking for more term. Yeah, he's also what 36, 37. And so they were like, Man, we're not gonna give you four years, but the, that would probably take him to 41, which is what they just did for fucking Latang. That's why I'm like it's weird. It's just it's very it's very weird. Why not just Joe Thornton it, honestly? Oh, he's only 35. They're both 35. Latang, oh, Latang's 35, too. Okay. Well, he would have been, like, I don't know. That's Crosby's 34. Like, I just, they signed Russ. That was the other guy they signed recently. Uh, That was not, I think that was last year. Was it? It was, oh, his signing date was May 21st, 2022. Oh, so, so it was a couple late. months ago. Yeah, I don't know. Pittsburgh's a weird situation. It's kind of – I feel shady for them. At least the Hawks are just straight up saying, hey, we told you this was coming, so it's your choice if you want to stay or not. Yeah. Pittsburgh's just like, nope, get the fuck out. So, See ya. We want uh, Alex Nylander. Yeah. They just resigned him too. Yeah, that's what I said. I said that earlier. Oh, did you? Yeah, it's all good. I'm oh, sorry. Um, all right. Uh, you got anything else? Uh, free agency, man. Wednesday. Let's, let's, let's hope it's another another wild one. God, I wish I was off so I can just live stream the free agency yeah. as it unfolds. Are they, are they doing any kind of like free agent frenzy kind of thing like they used to? Or is it kind of I'm like sure. over because it's kind of stupid? I'm sure they'll have something on like NHL Network or whatever. But oh, yeah. All right. So episode 184, Tanner, what do you want to call it? Tear it down. Unless did we, is that something we, it sounds like something we said recently. Um, I will um, look. Do you have a backup option just in case? Um, love you to break it and dock. And dunks. <laughs> now nah, you don't have to add Keith. We already fucking did something for him. Yeah, does, does, 
do they retire Keith's number this year? Wait, if, can you do like a Debrinket and Doc like Broken Heart with <laughs> like, like, it, both of their names with the Broken Heart in the middle? Maybe this will be the first time that I do like a custom like YouTube like cover or and, like cover for the episode, and it'll just be a Broken Heart with Debrinket and Doc just sitting on each side of the Broken Heart. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. Um, yeah, do they retire? Do they t- retire Keith's number this year or next year? Um, when is Seabrook's contract up? Actually, they retire them together. You retire them together? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, of course, Tampa Bay's at the top of cap, right? Seabrook's got two years left on his deal, so. And that point, know, they might retire get, him early. They might be able to get uh, Taves on that one, too. I have a feeling Taves is done after this year. I, 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 oh, yeah. I think the last holdout on that team is, is going to be Kane. Yeah, probably. I think Kane's got like at least six more years in him. Well, I just did be a GM mode in uh, in NHL 22. Did a new franchise, and Kane retired in the year 2023. Or no, sorry, 2030. 2030 oh, okay. at 40 years old. Yeah, that makes sense. So that's what six years. Uh, no. <laughs> Is he 33 or 32? He's 33. Three right now. Seven. Seven years. Yeah. So. All right. Fun shit. All right. So episode 184, name to be determined based on previous episodes. <laughs> but make sure to check us out on Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to us there. Five-star reviews. You know all the good stuff. Social <laughs> media at WCB Podcast. And we will be back uh, back soon. Yeah. Love you, boys. Bye. <laughs> The Windy City Benders Podcast. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. And follow the boys on socials at WCB Podcast.